Bismillah. Bismillah. Uh, in the previous uh, dars. So this one's talking about now it's being mixed with tasneem, and we don't really know what tasneem is just yet, but subhanAllah, it's quite beautiful. So first and foremost, mazaja yamzuju mazjan mizajan means to mix, and then sanima yasnamu sanaman fahuwa sanimun means to be elevated, to stand out. Sinam is actually the hump of a camel, that's what a sinam is. And sanama yusanimu tasneeman means to elevate something or to fill to the top. So tasneem can mean to elevate and also to, like, you know, your drink is kind of looking a little low. Let me just mix in a little something just to fill it right to the top. So subhanAllah, in the context of drinking the wine of paradise and then saying, I'm just going to mix in something to make sure you're always refreshed and refilled. It's actually quite beautiful. Qatada and others, they say that this is the spring above, uh, it's like a spring that, that is above and that it always is filling up your jugs or your uh, uh, cups whenever they get empty. And this is in a way that we cannot comprehend, that we cannot fully understand. As Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ That and no soul knows what has been hidden of, uh, for them of the comfort of the eyes. So yes, so there is a wine of paradise and then this tasneem is added to it. Now this is a very, very beautiful, again, I always like to look at this like thematically, like take a step back and appreciate how this uh, fits into the greater context. We know that in the previous verse, in ayah number 26, Allah Ta'ala was saying, Let the computers compete. So what does that mean? It means that, yes, you by yourself can probably do a good job, and you by yourself can probably do a good job, but when you guys actually join forces in a positive way and push each other in competition, you guys can come up with something better than you could have ever done on, by yourselves. Through, by competing with one another, even though competition is kind of working against each other, but at the same time with a positive spirit, with an with a, with a, with encouraging spirit. So the idea is that, like two guys, let's say, uh, playing basketball together or wrestling together, or whatever the case is, that they are still competing against one another, but they're doing so with the right intent. And so they're only sharpening each other, as they say, iron sharpens iron. They're only toughening each other up and making each other better in a way that they never could have achieved otherwise. And so they bring, bring the best out of both of them. And then Allah Ta'ala says what? Allah describes how even mixing the drinks of paradise creates an enhanced cocktail. Two flavors aren't ruined by one another. Rather, they are bringing out the best of one another. That this is delicious by itself, and this is delicious by itself, but oh man, when you mix them together, they enhance each other's flavors. They bring out the best of each other's flavors, and they make each other even more delicious. They're not competing and overwhelming one another, or destroying and making something disgusting, rather they're enhancing the drink. So, see, subhanAllah, you go over these ayat again and again and again, you don't think about it. But Allah subhanAllah is saying what? You guys need to compete for paradise. Why? Not because, oh, paradise is somehow limited in space, and if I get in, you, you won't get in, or if you get in, then I won't get in. We're all trying to, you know, like there's some sort of <laughs> number requirement or whatever the case is. Oh, too many spots taken. No, not because of that, but because when you push each other, I'm going to go for Fajr. Oh, really? Okay, I'll see you there, inshallah ta'ala. Oh, well, actually, I got up a little bit earlier. You know, I got a few raka'ah, you know, tahajjud, qiyam alayhi, mashallah, tabarakallah, inshallah, I got to push my... Have you memorized that surah? I memorized that surah. Oh, really? Come on, man. You got to memorize it too. What are you, why are you slacking up? Oh, I was busy at work. I was busy at work too. Come on. Let's memorize Quran. You know, when you push each other, 
oh, you guys are competing. There's ugly competition, which is negative, and you want to see the other person fail. But then there's a beautiful competition where you're trying to bring the best out of each other. And then Allah is saying, what? You're going to have drinks in paradise. One's going to be mixed with the other. It's only going to make it more delicious. SubhanAllah, look at the... And these, these ayats are back to back. SubhanAllah, so that you really... I would say it's kind of hard to deny that there must be some sort of correlation. And so, SubhanAllah, I think that, you know, when we go over these ayat, you have to pause and think, why did Allah Ta'ala just talk about two people competing with one another and then two drinks being mixed with one another? You have to think about these things, you know? We can't just go over these ayat and uh, not pay attention. Then Allah Ta'ala says, Aina yashrabu biha al-muqarrabun. This is a spring, this tasneem is a spring. So now we have a better idea. So it's gushing, pouring. Aina yashrabu, yashrabu biha. And normally you'd have yashrabu minha. That's usually the harf that is expected, which means you drink from the spring. Yashrabu biha al-muqarrabun is expressing something different. So what's interesting is that earlier we were talking about a certain group of people. Who were they? In ayah number 22, Allah said that they were talking about al-abrar, the righteous. And there are many different ayat, all the way from 22 to 27, Allah is talking about al-abrar. Now Allah Ta'ala says there's a different group of people, al-muqarrabun. So now you have two levels of people. Al-abrar, they get a mixture of tasneem. However, al-muqarrabun, they are higher, they are at a higher level, which is why they're closer to Allah. Allah is the highest, they are even higher in level, therefore they're even closer to Allah Ta'ala. And therefore, they don't just get a mixture, they don't just get a sample of tasneem, rather Allah Ta'ala says what? Yashrabu biha, meaning what? They get, it's almost to say, irtawa or yartawid, it's like they're getting irrigated by it, or it's like they're swimming in it, or it's like they're completely engulfed in it, they get as much as they want of it. They get to completely drink directly from this source, subhanAllah, it's something very powerful. And what's amazing about this is that this same sort of composition is also in uh, Surah 76, which is Surah Insan. What does Allah Ta'ala say in Surah Insan? So they get the al-abrar, again you have this, the first tier, right? Uh, which is what? The al-abrar, they get to drink from a cup and the mizaj, there's a mixture of what? Kafur, right? Of this kafur. But then Allah says what? Same, same wording, that those who get to drink from this ayn, from this spring directly is who? Ibadullah. So now we get to see there's a higher level, the ibadullah. Other times perhaps maybe it's the same group or maybe it's a different group but they're also extremely elevated. The who are what? Muqarrabun, ibadullah, the extra high group which are ibadullah yufajirunaha tafjira. So Allah says what? Indeed the righteous will drink from a cup of wine whose mixture, who's, who has a mixture of kafur, whose mixture is of kafur, a spring of which uh, the righteous, the ibadullah, the slaves of Allah will drink, they will make it gush forth in force and abundance. It'll come out in such abundance. So subhanAllah, you have these different springs. Uh, one tasneem, one kafur. And it, you know, you got the abrar, they're getting a little mix of this, a little mix of that, and they're like, oh man, this is fantastic. And you see those who are on the highest levels, they're just diving into these incredible springs and enjoying fully, subhanAllah. Uh, regarding Tasneem, Ibn Abbas and Masruq, they say, and others as well, they say, Ainun fil Jannati, Yashrabuha al Muqarrabun, Sirfan wa Tamzuju li Ashab al Yameen. It's a spring in paradise that the Muqarrabun drink from purely and directly, and it's a mixture that the, that the and, and, they, and they get a mixture, the companions of the right, they get a mixture of it. So, subhanAllah, very interesting ayat. Then Allah says, Inna ladina ajramu, mina ladina amnu yadhakun. Indeed, those who committed crimes used to laugh at those who believed. So what was the crime? Well, we know that the, the surah began with the crime of tatfif, right? Al-mutafifin, cheating people. Uh, but th this could be al-ajramu, yani it could be those who did crimes could be much wider than that. It could be all kinds of crimes. It could be kufr, etc. Now, a very interesting way of understanding this ayah is what? It's as if Allah Ta'ala is saying, those who were guilty are laughing at those who believed. Wait a second, if you're guilty, what are you laughing at? You're in no position to laugh at anybody. 
ha ha ha, buddy, you're the one who got caught. <laughs> well, who are you laughing at? You didn't, get, you didn't get away with anything. You're the one who's guilty. So subhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala is calling out, how can these criminals who have been caught, how, are, how is it possible that they're laughing at others? They're, they have to figure out their own situation. And just as there, as and we talked about this earlier, how there's a connection between the wail. You know how we began, Surah Mutafifin begins with wail lil mutafifin. It starts with people who violate other people's wealth. And then uh, we talk about how the other surah that begins with wail is the surah uh, humaza, wail uh, kulli humaza lumaza, violating people's honor. So wail is a big warning, big destruction for what? Don't mess with people's wealth. Don't mess with people's honor. These are the two ones. Now what's interesting is that in surah humaza it goes from don't mess with people's Honor, then he's materialistic in nature. He wants to collect money. He thinks it's going to make him last forever. This is, this is my ticket to you know, eternal fame and fortune. They're going to make a monument in my name, and I'm, my, my name's going to last throughout the ages, as if somehow that makes him immortal. So Allah connects it immediately to materialism. And here, we're seeing the same thing, that tatfif is what? Is taking people's money, and now here Allah Ta'ala is connecting it with, with what? Taking away people's honor. So you see a connection again between what? The materialistic person and the type of person who likes to violate people's honor. It's not just that they're materialistic and they do tatfif and they keep their own money. No, they have to laugh at the believers. So violating people's wealth and violating people's honor, it comes in an opposite order in the other surah. You know, you have the first one and the second one, now you have the second one and the first one. But regardless, these two things are still very much connected. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam bisawab. So yeah, here, we're, here too we're seeing that the surah began with violating wealth and now the surah discusses violating people's honor. Who is this referring to? The, wealth, the wealthy criminals of the Quraysh were Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, Al-Walid ibn Mughira, Al-As ibn Wa'il and the poor believers were who? The ones being laughed at in Quraysh were Ammar ibn Yasir, uh, Bilal, Khabbab ibn Al-Arat and Suhaib al-Rumi uh, May Allah Ta'ala be pleased with all of them. And it's interesting that Allah Ta'ala is using the past tense إِنَّ الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُوا كَانُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا يَضْحَكُونَ they used to. So what is this describing? This is talking about the scene in paradise. These guys are enjoying their drinks in paradise. They're enjoying these, this, this great position. Then they're thinking, hey, wait a second. Didn't those guys used to mock us? Remember, remember how back in the day they used to laugh at us because of what we were investing into? What were they investing into? Money, money, money. Just make a little, just get a few dollars here. Just a few, just cheat this guy a little bit. Just get a little bit. That was their whole investment. And they kept laughing at us. Why? Because we were investing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where are those guys now? Remember how they used to laugh at it? That's, this is the, 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 the language of it is reminiscent of the past. The wording implies that the believers in paradise are enjoying their blessings and then they remember how the disbelievers used to laugh at them. And yes, subhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala tells us about how the disbelievers are going to mock the believers many times. Why? Why does Allah Ta'ala keep warning us over and over again? You're going to be mocked. They're going to mock you. They're going to mock you. The whole idea is that it's not supposed to negatively impact us so much when we're told about it over and over and over again. Be mentally prepared, mentally fortify yourself, toughen up yourself, recognize that, look, they're going to laugh at me for my deen, and that's okay. Unfortunately, because Muslims, some Muslims don't read the Qur'an enough, more often enough, they can't take it. They're not used to it. They get laughed at, oh, you believe, you, you practice this, you do that, you pray like this, you, whatever the case is, they immediately feel the shock of it. Why? Because they're not familiar enough with these ayat. So we need to remember these ayat some, such as, فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ بِآيَاتِنَا إِذَا هُمْ مِنْهَا يَضْحَكُونَ But when uh, we brought them our signs at once, they laughed at them. Again, Allah Ta'ala says what? وَلَتَسْمَعُنَّ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا أَذَنْ كَثِيرًا وَإِنْ تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ That, and you will certainly hear from those who were given the scripture, Ahlul Kitab, and also uh, from those who did do shirk. 
uh, much abuse. You're going to hear them abuse adhan kathira, lots of abuse. They're going to say all sorts of terrible things about you and about the Prophet and about Islam. But if you are patient and if you fear Allah, then indeed this is a matter worthy of determination. Allah Ta'ala says, tumuhum sikhriyan hatta ansawkum dhikri wa kuntum minhum tadhakun. But you took them in mockery to the point that they made you forget my remembrance and you used to laugh at them. Allah is speaking to the disbelievers. You used to laugh at the believers to the point that you didn't even remember who they were worshipping. You forgot about Allah. You were just so busy laughing. So I, after, I'm sure there are many more. This is just a, a small sample. There's a beautiful line of poetry in Urdu. I don't speak Urdu. Maybe those of you that do can help me out. But I, saw, I found the English translation. It said what? So long as we fear people's laughter, the people will continue laughing at us. You guys know this quote in Urdu? I don't, I don't know it. <laughs> I don't have it. I saw it in English and I thought, man, it would have been nice if I could have quoted it, but I don't have it. But still, it's a beautiful, beautiful line. It means what? So long as we keep fearing people, people's laughter, they're going to keep laughing at us. As long as they see it's having an effect, so they're going to keep going. SubhanAllah. So whatever the quote is, it's nice. Wallahualam. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, when one person is better than another person at something important, you often find two reactions. Either reaction number one is what? A desire, a desire to learn from that person. Oh wow, this guy is, is, is more spiritually sound than me? I should learn from him. I should benefit from him. That's one reaction. But then there's another reaction. Mock the person. Why? As a way of hiding your jealousy. Right? We all see this. You play, I don't know, let's go just biggest basketball gym, right? I think about it quickly. So some kid can't play basketball. One thing he could do when he sees somebody maybe even younger than him, you know, He's playing better than him. You can just say, oh, you know, help me out. Let's, let's play together and let me learn from you. But then, then that's a student sort of status, right? And another person says, oh, this is a stupid game and you people are, well, look at you guys. You guys look ridiculous anyway and I don't even do that. Waste of my time. Ha, ha, ha. And so why do you need to be so defensive? Because you can't stand the fact that, look, you're just not that good at it, right? So you have these disbelievers who know that the believers have something true, so they have to mock them to feel better about themselves. The disbelievers are laughing because the, the believers don't indulge in haram fun. Like, for example, doing all sorts of things like drinking alcohol. Perhaps this is why Allah Ta'ala promised the believers wine in paradise. And this is just representing one thing. It can represent many different things that are considered haram. No, no, we stay away from that, but don't worry. Allah Ta'ala is letting you know that they'll be given the eternal reward in the afterlife. And in the end, they won't miss out on any joy. You know, so, so alcohol, this, this, the wine is being given as one example, but the whole concept, you could say thematically, is saying what? That every pleasure... Anything that you're holding yourself back and saying, Ya Allah, for your sake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back. It's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying what? They're laughing at you, but I'm going to give you everything that they like and infinitely better. SubhanAllah. Yes. So the disbeliever will mock the believer for what he perceives to be a failure at some aspect of his life. Meanwhile, the disbeliever has failed at life. Hence, الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُونَ He's a complete failure. وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِهِمْ يَتَغَامَزُونَ And when they pass by them, they would exchange derisive glances. يَتَغَامَزُونَ yeah, and you know, like winking and like, oh, you see that? And like rolling the eyes, oh, you know, these guys. All those little glances and, and little mocking eye gestures and facial gestures that Allah Ta'ala, subhanAllah, you know, the way Allah Ta'ala records history, Allah Ta'ala pays attention to subtleties that maybe the person wouldn't notice. Allah Ta'ala talks about the state of people's hearts that you wouldn't even be able to know. Oh, they say this, but I know how they feel. I know what they say in private. I pay attention to their little eye gestures and, their, and the way they turn back and forth. And the way their heads roll, and and subhanAllah, there's so many descriptions of the Qur'an where you think this can only be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the subtleties about human nature that other people wouldn't catch. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala catches everything, subhanAllah. So Allah ta'ala says, when you pass by, I, I, you know, we see, we see what they're doing. And by the way, وَإِذَا مَرُّوا When they pass, بِهِمْ When they pass them. Who's the they and who's the them? And it could be both ways. It could be when the believers are passing by the disbelievers, and it could be when the disbelievers are passing by the believers. Both imply the same concept, but it's just interesting. From a linguistic perspective, it can be from both perspectives. 
A question we should ask ourselves is, if Allah Ta'ala is saying that the disbelievers will continuously laugh at either directly or make subtle hints and uh, jokes indirectly. So one of them, one of them is outright, Yadhakun is very explicit, and Yataham Azun is more implicit. So there's different shades of this mocking of, of the believers, right? And so Allah, the question is, have you been harassed due to your Islam? This is what the Muslim should ask himself. Have I been harassed due to my Islam? Allah tells us that the believers are abused and mocked by the disbelievers, and seeing as how we live amongst disbelievers here in the West, it must have happened at least once or twice or perhaps multiple times. And if not, then perhaps it's the case that you're hiding your Islam too well. Perhaps it's the case that you're hiding your Islam, whether it be physically or verbally or both, so well that you avoid that. To which I would have to ask the question, aren't you a little afraid that you're not falling into the category of the believers? Right? Because Allah Ta'ala is saying, this is, the, this is the model. This is what happens between the believers and the disbelievers. And you're like, oh, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, that might not be a good thing. You want to fall into the category of the believers. Now, am I saying go out there and try to be mocked? Of course not. But subhanAllah, when you represent your deen, there are always going to be those people who appreciate it, right? And who are, you know, they see some light and they want to ask and they're curious. And there's always going to be some people who are the opposite. As the expression goes, a man with no enemies is a man with no character. Very beautiful quote. And when they return to their people, they would return. Fakihin means jesting, like laughing, having a good time. It could also be read as fakihin, meaning in luxury. In other words, they go back to their family and in their comfort. So, Wallahu ta'ala a'lam, this is, this is, uh, both, both pronunciations are uh, viable. In this, you find another contrast. In this life, the disbelievers run to each other for the sake of backbiting and laughing and enjoying in all sorts of sin, whereas in the next life, they'll be running not to each other, but away from one another, avoiding accountability. As Allah says, on that day, uh, a man will flee from his brother and from his mother and from his father and from his wife and from his children. For every man, that day will be uh, a matter uh, adequate for him. Basically, he's going to be, look, I can't deal with nothing else. It's too much. So yes, the disbelievers will do evil without being punished in this life because Allah Ta'ala is giving them more rope. Go ahead. Uh, you can have more rope. Whereas that's not the case for the believer. When the believer does evil, you'll find he'll feel it in this life. Why? So that Allah Ta'ala can resurrect him with no, no sins whatsoever. This is exactly what uh, we know from the uh, hadith in Muslim Imam Ahmed. It's considered sahih hadith in which Abu Bakr as-Siddiq anhu, he asked the Prophet about this ayah in which Allah says, that whoever does an evil, they're going to be recompensed for. This is mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 123. And then he says, uh, For every single evil that we do, we're going to be paid back for. So then, you know, we're, not, we're, you know we're, we're, we're toast, essentially. Subhanallah. And then the Prophet said, What? May Allah forgive you, O Abu Bakr. Don't you get sick? Don't you get tired? Don't you get depressed? Which means, uh, Don't you also, don't you, don't you get struck by calamities? And then he said, Bella. He said, Of course I do. So that's what you get you know, recompensed for. Every time you get sick and tired and hurt and so on, so you stub your toe, whatever, this is all an expiation, a kafara for you. Uh, and then Allah says what? And when they saw them, they would say, indeed, those are truly lost. So subhanAllah, look at these four different attitudes that are all covered back to back in ayah number 29, 30, 31, and 32. Four different attitudes that the disbelievers have towards the believers. Uh, 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 and what are they? Overt ridicule, yadhakun. Subtle ridicule, subtle ridicule, which is yatahamazun. Having a superiority 
complex over top of them, which is what? Fakihin, or Fakihin, that, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm laughing, I'm, I just feel so much better than these, these poor losers. I get to go enjoy my family and, and, and sort of all sorts of luxury and happiness, etc. And then finally, what? Feeling pity for them. What a, 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 a they're just astray. And actually, it's the worst to the best. I mean, they're all bad, obviously. But the most worst, the, the, the worst of them is what? Is uh, overt ridicule, then subtle ridicule, then feeling superior over them, and then just feeling bad for them. So this is showing you all the gradation of the different ways disbelievers, uh, maybe at different times, or maybe different, different disbelievers, will feel towards the believers. And the funny thing is, if they really thought that these believers were misguided, then they should guide them. Instead of mocking them, right? Show them the right way. The fact of the matter is, if they had guidance, they'd at least try. They don't have anything to offer, so all they can do is laugh or mock or feel bad or whatever the case is. Unfortunately, there are even some Muslims that have this attitude towards other Muslims. Unfortunately, that they, so there are some Muslims that are so involved in just chasing dunya, like tatfif and taking from others, and they're so involved in dunya that when they look at a Muslim who is completely dedicating himself to deen, they say, what? Man, this guy could have invested his time into something more important. You know, just reading Quran all day and learning fatawa and studying these books of fiqh and aqidah and usul al-fiqh and seerah. And, man, you could have done something good with your life, you know? And something, uh, you know, something that makes more money. And the funny thing is, whether that money is questionable or not, you should have invested in this. That's not halal. Habibi, don't worry. I mean, it's good. You could have made some cash, right? So whether it's tatfif, whether it's, you know, uh, saraqa, you know, stealing, whatever, whatever it may be, they seem to be okay with it. And they're saying, these people are astray. They have their priorities wrong. And so, inshallah ta'ala, with that, I think I'll close because I have a good section left and I don't want to jump into a whole other portion. Inshallah ta'ala, with that, we close. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who can accept the fact that mockery may come, but at the end of the day, the important thing is what? I don't care what you think because you're not going to judge me on judgment day I care about what Allah Ta'ala says may Allah make that reality may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that something that we keep as a reality in our minds Amin Ya Rabbil Amin